0: Why isn't Daryl Hannah in Tom Daly's Splash? Answer Me This,
1: Answer Me
2: This Does Stallone drink Tango in Tango and Cash? Answer
1: Me This, Answer Me
0: This Helen
2: and Ollie,
0: Answer Me This Hello listeners, welcome to Answer Me This 2013 And just to get it out of the way, let's do our annual God, I can't believe Answer Me This has been going for six years, can you? No! <laughs> oh, what idiots we are to keep doing it!
2: Uh, yes, all of the above. <laughs> and Happy New Year. Yep. Uh, and we're very grateful to still be here, basically. And
0: we're very grateful that Martin the Soundman is still here as well.
2: Yeah, in body, if not in spirit. <laughs> uh, how was your Christmas, Helen?
0: It was interesting because it was the first Christmas that I've spent out of the UK, not with any family members at all, because Martin and I went on a went Christmas. Went on a
1: pilgrimage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to Bethlehem. <laughs> in a, a, a swam with a Florida manatee.
0: And it was with loads of them. One of them just came up and gave me a little kiss on the nose. Martin pulled! Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not like that. I was just being friendly. I saw a manatee doing a poo, and we we're in this uh, glass manatee observatory thing, and um, you could see the manatee swimming around with this thing dangling from its undercarriage, and a lady said. Is that its gentlemanly part? I just thought that was an unusually delicate uh, way of putting it.
1: And the weird thing is, they have little fish swimming around their bums, like cleaning them up as they go. Yeah, like a little sort of like uh, b- biological bee day. Well, <laughs> good. Richard in Gibraltar,
2: Harold and Nolly, answer me this: When I went to a dinner party
1: with my parents and one of their very middle-class friends recently, they gave Siren, who was the host, a well, an average bottle of wine. Now. He is the sort of guy that will accept only good bottles of wine, but he took it with good grace. When they then hosted a Christmas Eve party a couple of days later, he brought the bottle of wine home and said it was homesick. Paranoia asked me this. Have you ever done anything that is just that rude?
0: Have I ever done anything that rude with a gift? Yeah, probably. I remember when I was about uh, 13 and some relatives of ours came over from their native South Africa and brought me and my brothers some T-shirts... It was five years since we last saw them And the t-shirts were absolutely tiny Because the last time they'd seen us we were children And by then my brothers were at university So apparently I scoffingly said Well you could put that on the dog
2: Yeah that's not nice
0: No but I was a child children don't have good manners really
2: Interesting that your slightly pissy reaction to a present Happened at the same age as mine did Oh
0: Um, because as I said children have no manners
2: Yeah it was actually I remember distinctly Because I felt guilty about it for about seven years afterwards uh, At my bar mitzvah Uh, So 13 as well. I was given... a cassette of Now That's What I Call Music 27
0: Did you already have it?
2: Uh, I didn't have it And it was a good one Helen It had the sign on by Ace oh. of Bass And a Chuck O'Demus and Playa song Although I don't think it was Tease Me
0: My, Maybe it was their cover of Twist and Shout
2: Maybe Do you remember any others?
0: Murder She Wrote It
2: could have been that one
0: That's all though The
2: important thing is It had someone going Me ball in it Which is the main <laughs> attraction of Chuck O'Demus and Playa. Wasn't that Angela Lansbury doing that? <laughs> um, so anyway uh, Will Bennett actually gave me a copy of that on cassette And I thought mistakenly That it was his copy he was giving me And I thought that was a bit cheap of him To come to my birthday party And give me something second hand So I went round telling everyone at the party Oh Will's just given me his own present Ha 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 What a cheapskate Will is And he hadn't it was new (laughs) I'd invented that
0: Well at least you're saying sorry now
2: well yes Will Bennett I'm sorry I owe you a copy of That's What I
1: Call Music 27 if you want one (laughs) Um...
0: I'm an awful person to give presents to that's
1: why I don't buy you presents anymore if you get a present from most people they don't like they just go oh well, that's my... okay thank I you go,
0: why don't you understand me she gets, how could she you gets, be so insensitive she gets really furious no, really. Yeah, I'm not I'm joking it very personally. not with me you don't no you, you're a good present giver yeah but right? well,
2: you'd have to say that wouldn't you whereas the truth <laughs> is I think you're easy to buy presents for and that's because I look around at all the things if you, you have in your flat this uh, jumble See? shop diaspora yeah. and I, and I, I realise that actually this is probably all stuff that you've been given and don't want and I just <laughs> buy you stuff that looks a bit like that
0: but that is key Ollie you look around at the stuff I have and you infer what I might enjoy out of new stuff Stuff. yeah
2: i attempt to yeah
0: see that's that's so a present buying I've, I've, I've done skill. the first step but martin yeah.
2: surely does that
1: too no closest we ever ever come to splitting up and it was quite close was the, the birthday that i bought helena hardback cup of the earth from the air
0: i was extremely and hungry. she
1: thought that was the most generic present anyone could get for anyone else we that is
0: that is gr- what you'd
2: buy for someone's 21st when you didn't really know what they were like but you wanted to put in the effort
0: it's it's what we got my grandparents uh, for christmas, it's the good previous book, christmas. yeah but i'd seen it
2: Yeah Sorry
0: Martin I do feel bad about that though Eight years on
2: It's about the reaction isn't it It's fine to uh, At the time say Oh how lovely This is great And then you know Perhaps six months later Mention something Mm. about it It's the thing At the time when someone's Given it to you They say the joy is in the giving Not the receiving The time they give it to you They just want you to say Oh how lovely I mean I did this with my My cousins uh, at Christmas uh, one of them I know I know is a fan of the In Betweeners mm-hmm. so I didn't know what the hell to get him, he's twenty one years old. Just get
0: him one of Greg Davies' legs. <laughs>
2: uh, so I got him I was in HMV and I mm-hmm. saw they had the box set. So it's like series one to three of the Inbetweeners box set. I thought, I can't good really present. go wrong with that. I think that's a good present, yeah. right? And because it's all three DVDs, you know it's not a fiver. You know it's going to have cost yeah. me 20 quid. So I gave it to him on Christmas Day. And his reaction was just kind of slightly obviously not that impressed. And I made the mistake of probing a little bit further. Mm. But really, all I wanted to hear back was, no, it's lovely. Thank you.
0: Thank you for making an effort and yeah. thinking about my taste.
2: Exactly. What I said was, oh, I don't know if you've got it already, is what I said. Because I knew that he was a fan and that yeah. was a possibility. Yeah. And his reaction then was to say, well, they are all on Netflix, so...
0: What a bellend. Like, it's different I, having uh, a hard okay. copy. Uh,
2: you know, and what can you say? There's no reaction. Like, oh, OK, so it's a bad present then.
0: It was beautiful, though. I got My nephew was five in November, and apparently he's very into junk modelling, and so I got him a box full of stuff like stickers and string and pipe cleaners that mm. you can make stuff out of, and he said in front of his mother which I thought was a bit tasteless of him this is my best present of my whole birthday <laughs> <laughs> and he had about 200 presents and, was, and he was like my own string
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's good though isn't it when the oh, shoe's on the other foot and you've judged it perfectly that was beautiful very nice it
0: genuinely felt quite emotional time for a question from
2: Andrew in Manchester who says uh, I understand why architectural plans are called blueprints given that they're printed as white images on a blue background but Helen answered me this why are they printed in this fashion in the first place what's the advantage of printing architectural Plans in this way And how And or why Were they adopted As the industry standard
0: Well You say adopted It was more born out of um, old fangled copying processes because they didn't always have photocopiers or Xerox machines or Mm. scanners in 1800 they had chemicals which uh, when you mix them together spread them on a sheet of paper put your other sheet of paper over the top with a drawing on it and then shone light on it the drawing would um, show up as white but the chemicals would turn blue Imagine if you will, if you drew a picture on yourself in uh, Factor Fifty tanning lotion and then lay out in the sun, you'd have the the picture of your pale skin. And then imagine that your sunburnt skin around the picture turned out blue. Mm. That's essentially how it is. So and it's,
1: like the, it's like the photo emulsion that um, screen printers use for making t-shirt yes. designs.
0: Now that they don't need it because they do have photocopies, they keep it because it's tradition. Yeah, exactly. Tradition. <laughs> What's that for?
1: That's, that's Fittler on the roof. If
2: I was an architect, I'd use blueprints,
0: even though. photocopying is available (laughs)
2: Um, I suppose sometimes it is nice to have an industry standard isn't it that works across the whole world it's understood by everyone all over the world why change it now do you ever fancy being an architect in some level, in some part of your brain?
0: It's a bit too much like hard work and it's very mathematical
2: Yes, but take that side out of it, take the practical bit out of it In the way that when you were seven you might have wanted to be a pilot or a brain surgeon Did you ever think <laughs> architect?
0: Well, I made seven gingerbread houses just before Christmas <laughs> And that really brought home how unsuited I am to the architectural profession what, Was there not a lot of structural integrity there? Well, actually, they were surprisingly strongly But it was very stressful and I had to measure everything carefully And I'm not good at measuring did did you- uh, I'm
1: technically an architect now I'm a lecturer in the Department of the Built Environment and oh, Architecture, really so uh, are, I, could, I could go and build a house for you if you wanted. No, you couldn't. Well, I could design one. No, you couldn't. I could. All of Martin's gingerbread houses were like on grand designs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's
2: an atrium here, uh, and it's uh, all reusable icing. There's actually. a composting toilet. Yeah. yeah.
0: But Martin had gone way over budget. It was really the silver balls that he should have left out.
2: <laughs> Do you know, when I first heard the idea for this gingerbread house, I was suspicious, but now I'm
1: here, yeah, it really works. boop. <laughs> That's what he says every week. Every it? fucking week well, I thought it was going To be really shit But actually it looks great
2: <laughs> And what you want Just one week Is for him to turn up And say
0: actually This is this, rubbish this is <laughs> Sometimes you can tell When he thinks it's unsuitable He's like well What they have done Is converted a building Not they've converted A building really well <laughs>
2: No what, what he says The euphemism is he says You know
0: it really works For them Yes
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like okay So well, basically it's not very nice They've
1: had their own vision And they've really Seen the through <laughs> Yeah but you would Just one week
2: just Because these people It means so much to them It's their life so You just yeah. like him standing in front of them And say actually You know what You have wasted so much money here and frankly you, you could have got a bar at home be better
1: yeah. than this these people have spun up a million pounds up the wall making a beautiful building into a pile of rubble but what, but
0: what I'm really impressed by is the beautiful design the spunk has formed
1: it's
0: really modernist do 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 do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do.
2: Ah. I've got a question
0: email your question to answer me this podcast at googlemail.com
2: to answer, me to, this podcast at
0: to answer me this podcast at googlemail.com
2: To answer me to this podcast at googlemail.com To answer me this podcast at googlemail.com Right, well, it's that time of the show where we always talk about acid jazz pop groups. We've got a question from Tom.
0: Weirdly, we always cut that. Ooh, so
2: is this about like James Tedder No, it's a little bit more mainstream than that. Right. Uh, it's from Tom in Macclesfield who says At work recently, my colleague pointed out an article he'd found about Jumaraquai frontman JK.
0: Tom, Tom, come quickly. I've got this article about JK.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I'm reading one about Desiree. I'll be with you shortly. <laughs> uh, the article was about his car collection and very Boastful of how much it all must have cost
0: Yeah, he has, I think, 60-ish cars
2: Yeah the, ones The thing about classic cars, though uh, You are buying them as investment mm. They do sell on, usually For more than you bought them for It's not like buying new cars, is it? So if you're buying old cars mm, I mean, might, Some of it might even be on loan I Most mean, of these are sports cars, aren't they? I thought JK got collected sports cars Well, Tom in Macclesfield should know, Martin Because he says oh, yeah. This led to further research, on my part Into his personal wealth What
0: kind of work... Are you in Whereby you've got the time to waste Reading articles about JK And then you think You know what I'm going to go off On a little hunt About JK's inner life He's in. He
2: writes for Heat 90s Actually maybe he works For the Inland Revenue <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Because this question Is all about the money
0: Hey hey, Tom come here it Looks like JK's been paying The 20% rate Should have been on 40 uh,
2: What struck me Continues Tom Is that I never remember Jamiroquai Being that successful
0: It's the kind of thing That people scratched out Of their memories in the 90s They went straight from Nirvana to the end of the century
2: we've forgotten a lot of stuff Helen because we're living in virtual insanity uh, he says uh, I mean of course Jumeiruquai were always about in the 90s and early noughties but the success of the band seems strangely disproportionate to JK's current wealth what
0: he sold 30 million albums and you expect him not to be wealthy
2: yeah also he wrote the song I mean I know Stevie Wonder wrote the yeah. songs really but you know he technically wrote the songs didn't <laughs>
0: yeah. he so, so he that's gets, the yeah. yeah he gets a, a royalty for performance and for publishing
2: Indeed, so well we've sort of answered it already But Helen, answer me this How did JK get and stay so bloody rich?
0: Well he got rich as we've said By releasing a lot of music that people bought And also I think a couple of his songs at least Would have been heavily used on compilations and soundtracks And that is a massive money spinner
2: He wrote the one for Godzilla didn't he I'm going deeper underground
0: (laughs) However the second part of Tom's question How does he stay so rich is more of a mystery Because he did spend a lot of money on drugs He had Mm. a long cocaine addiction and he's got all these well, cars well cocaine
2: is an investment Helen just the same as the cars
0: it's a very short term <laughs> investment You can sell Ollie.
2: it on for a lot more afterwards
0: and his hats wouldn't have come cheap because a lot of them were bespoke
2: I suppose he <laughs> just had such an insane amount of money that uh, it, maybe he stayed... insane. Yeah, <laughs> a virtually insane amount of money that uh, maybe he did invest some of it wisely and he's still living yeah. off the profits from
1: that
0: all he would have had to do is buy a few houses in London yeah, and exactly. then sell them ten years later yeah, and he'd yeah, be a exactly. multi-squillionaire
1: but if you spend £1,000 a week that, still, you're still, that would take you Sorry, we're not going to actually now budget out J.K. weekend. Well, we it's on taking him hundred years to spend all his record company money on
0: I can drops. only afford to do two lines on Sunday because otherwise I won't be able to buy any <laughs> lunch on Monday.
2: J.K. originally auditioned to be in the brand new Heavies.
0: Well, that figures, because it's essentially the same music. Yeah,
2: but, but it's only because he failed to get into the brand new heavies. How he must
1: laugh now that he
0: branched <laughs> off by
2: himself. How did, and they, how
1: did they do? They've all, have they all got a million Porsches? Well, I seriously doubt it. Look,
0: they did Midnight at the Oasis. That sold quite well in 1994.
2: Wasn't that a yeah.
0: cover? Yes. Oh, well, then they're only going to get performance, aren't exactly. they? Not, not publishing. Yeah. <laughs> <with them. laughs> Clever JK! We underestimated him. <laughs> How many social networks are you on? Vivo, Friendster, you pawn Myspace,
2: Ping, and Google Buzz. If you want to be our pal, go to
0: this URL. Facebook.com slash this or Twitter.com slash Helen and Dolly. But please don't follow us in real life. Our listeners for the first time this year we entreat you to send in your questions not only via email but also by telephone that's right you can skype answer me this or you can dial this number and let's see who's been in touch chris
1: from march Helen don't know the answer this. jules holland only appears to be on tv once a year so what does he do with the rest of his time You must get paid an awful lot to do the
0: what is he on
2: about? I, I, I think what Chris means is, I only see Jules Holland once a year on TV, therefore Jules Holland must only be on TV once a year.
0: It is impossible that he is on pretty much every week with later with Jules Holland.
2: I only see Jeremy Paxman once a year because I don't watch Newsnight. What does he do the rest of the year?
0: Simon Carroll has no jobs.
2: <laughs> what does David Cameron do when he's not in the Houses of Parliament? For fuck's sake, Chris. There's lots of other things Jules has done. He's on telly all the time. Yes,
0: later with Jules Holland. When is that ever off the air? Does it ever take a break?
2: Yeah, but I think it, I think they do two series a year so it's it's most weeks, oh. Jules Holland is on
0: and then there are, he does Glastonbury coverage, and then occasionally he'll present a documentary about something,
2: yeah, well, actually recently there was did you see there was a kind of lifetime uh, kind of uh, retrospective about Jules Holland because no, I think it's I been 30 watch. years he's been on telly uh,
0: I just see 30 years Chris <laughs> it's not just 30 nannies. that'd be a rubbish retrospective
2: and um, he designs buildings that's what he does no. with his spare time Yeah. no
0: Yeah. You, I would not trust Jules Holland to be an architect
2: I don't think he designs buildings for other people it, it's his own house mostly I, I think everything they show in the documentary was stuff he designed for himself
0: right so every year does he build another story onto his house and he's just got a 30 story really teetering <laughs> building with very eccentric florists
2: no I I think he's got a lot of land he lives in blackheath um and he's got quite a lot of land and he the heath is his well he does seem to have quite a few acres there and he's kind of extended his own house into a studio where he has mm. well bear in mind his his rhythm and blues orchestra is like 30 people yeah, so they massive. practice there so it's quite a large and so he's designed all of that so the studio mm. and all the outbuildings around it and like there's kind of grecian columns and he's got like oh. italian little details and statues it's Bit quite vulgar. an eccentric style no it's not vulgar it's just kind of funny it's based on port merriam Oh! He went to Paul Marion and loved it. It is
0: cool. So that's what he does. Oh, he's got cool, a little fake
2: cool. street with cafes on it.
0: That's weird. That's like he's Marie Antoinette, but in South East London. Well,
2: I think it just indicates that he's got a sense of humour, really, doesn't are it? They, Which are, is nice.
0: Are they cafes just for Jules Holland and his family and friends, or are they actually publicly? No, no, this is all cafes? on his
2: private ground.
0: So it's like he's got a massive Wendy house.
2: Yeah, it's a facade. Yeah, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? I mean, you're a millionaire, you like buildings. Why not build your own buildings? Good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did read about the Hootenanny something that slightly destroyed it for me
0: uh, was it the music
2: yeah. was <laughs> that? it the filmed in July no it is pre-recorded but I knew that and actually it's pre-recorded only the week before December yeah, 18th, yeah, yeah. so that's kind of alright I think yeah. you know that they're not you know that Tom Jones isn't going to be hanging around with Jules Holland at midnight on New Year's Eve I think that's okay and they don't
0: seem to be celebrating there at all
2: um, but the thing that slightly ruined it for me was I knew that it was pre-recorded mm. but because it's kind of recorded as live you know the big clock behind the performers Yeah. apparently it stays at 5 to 12 for the whole whole show oh,
0: what uh, and then when they
2: get to the bit where they know they're going to have to keep it in as live because they do the countdown a bloke behind the scenes moves the hand along <laughs> it's uh, not even a proper clock it's just a set you know I just
1: always thought it was a proper clock
0: what like in uh, the film Hugo yeah well,
1: it would continue to be a nightmare wouldn't, wouldn't it if exactly. you decided to change the order of the bands or yeah. uh, they had to do a second take and so it? it's always at 5 yeah. to 12 which I hadn't noticed watching it
0: has it ruined the suspension of disbelief a little
1: bit yes mm. hi Helen and Ari. I'm just watching uh some Hawaii. got news for you on uh on
2: Dave it's a bit of a back to back and uh, my question is this uh, what the fuck is Paul Merton looking at he's always looking off to his left all the time
0: he and looked I... over to the left ooh and then my skirt came down <laughs> do you remember that song no <laughs> it was from 2002 by Tweet
2: right the no, uh, protege of Missy Elliott. Tweet eh yeah
0: was, oops there goes my shirt Whatever right over my, my head yeah, and that it's one. up
2: on my head yeah, they were called yeah, Tweet well, that was ahead a, of their just time a lady,
0: just a lady all right probably still is but now it's not got any Google juice
2: no exactly mm. yeah. he's stage left so isn't he just looking at the audience yes and why is he doing that it's just a comic technique that isn't it Look at the audience but
0: then why is he looking at the audience to the side and not the audience at the front which is more audience
2: I don't know Helen I can't see inside what makes his comedy magic I just know that it's It works for him
0: I assumed that he was Looking off to the side At maybe a floor manager Or maybe he keeps uh, A pretty lady there
2: No I've seen an interview With him Where he said that uh, If he looks like He believes The ridiculous thing That he just said Is true Then he gets a second laugh So obviously He knows That he's saying Something absurd But if he then Looks at the audience As if to say Don't you believe me Don't you back it up Can't you verify this You get a second laugh Afterwards
0: So it's just technique
2: It's just technique
1: This is Alan And Amanda From Glasgow um, Helen and Ollie ask me this Why is it that when they knock down trees They shout timber I mean they should be shouting watch out Or something surely
0: Well I think this is pretty bloody obvious Because if they said watch out They might mean oh you might stop your toe Not a tree's going to fall on your head Yes exactly mm. Wherever
1: you are in the world You say timber You look up and you think Oh I'm about to get hit by a tree It would be like slaughtering a pig And shouting pork Yeah it's like the the, the the transition from tree to mm. to, to commodity, to wood mm. In
0: fact, watch out Even in less perilous uh, circumstances Than a tree about to fall down is so ambiguous Like recently, quite a lot of people Martin and others have said Oh, watch out when someone's about to walk into me from behind I was like, well, I'm looking at the front Why don't you say, careful, someone's right behind you
2: That is such a Helen comment oh, yeah. They're trying their best, Helen yeah, They're take, not trying got... their best They are, They've are. Their two... best
0: would be telling me what the peril is <laughs> No,
2: because they've got two seconds And they yeah, think, yeah, oh, I've got to say something So I'll say something quick Yeah, but
0: when they say watch out, it means I stop and the person bangs into me. Yeah. You see the problem, Ollie.
2: I do, but I'm just saying they're trying their best. They're not
0: trying their best.
2: This is what I've got to
1: work with, Ollie.
0: (laughs) I'm sure that a lot of you listeners are doing a New Year's purge or weight loss drive or... Exercise regime That's probably faltered already By the time this show Comes well, out
2: Define a new year's Purge In a non-style In this way <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> You're just gonna Get rid of a few People in your Neighbourhoods
1: so, Like really What did you mean You mean oh, like Oh you know
0: Like purging your Body filth, Like living off So The classic Resolution
1: diet It's yeah. like okay. diet No alcohol Exercise No smoking Isn't it that's Yeah the And genocide thing. Yeah Okay <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, The yeah. classic Combination Killer well. poets
0: <laughs> Well anyway Ed has written in uh, Not exactly about Genocide <laughs> He says How many calories Do I burn Whilst driving <laughs> <laughs> As someone who drives over 40,000 miles a year, Oops. says Ed, and also as a person who tries to avoid exercise, I would like to factor this driving into my fitness regime. I bet which, you would. Which you obviously don't have mm. one of.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: My wife is often quite keen to exercise at the weekend. And the information you provide me with Can be added to my arsenal of excuses I use to try to get out of it
2: Well, okay, big weight on our shoulders mm, now All of Ed's weight <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, exactly You should be carrying weight on your shoulders, Ed In fact, actually If you do want to keep fit whilst you drive That is one thing you can do Is carry little weights with you Really? Uh, I've read keep fit tips for truckers.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, Buy
2: miniature weights and do reps whilst you're at the wheel.
0: So where would you put them? On your arms or something? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So the arm that's not... I mean, I assume this is an automatic truck, actually. If you've got a manual truck and gears to go through, that's actually quite a pain. Uh, The other thing as well it recommends is just park on the other side, the extreme side of the car park, so you've got longer to walk back to the truck.
0: I suppose all of that does add up to an extremely negligible amount of exercise, but maybe Ed could park his car a mile away and walk to it.
2: Yes. Well, no, I mean, I think that really is the best tip, really, because, uh, I mean, assuming you're not a Formula One driver, Ed, which I think you probably would have mentioned in this context uh, You're not going to lose any Significant weight by sitting on your ass behind a wheel
0: You do burn calories just by Existing, but it's Mm. only about, what, 30 an hour Or something? Well,
2: I mean, obviously Considering that Americans like sitting around And they like driving, and they like obsessing about their weight (laughs) It's no surprise to know that an American Has done this research Good Uh, for you, America. According to calorielab.com On average A person weighing 150 pounds I have no idea how much that is I'm not an American. That's
0: a 10 stone, 10 pounds
2: Okay uh, We'll burn about 68 calories an hour just by driving uh, okay. And that's, that's turning your head, operating the pedals, moving the wheel
0: So how many is that per mile? We don't know how fast Ed's going
2: Oh yeah, that's a good point Yeah, because mm. he's doing 40,000 miles Still
0: You could, Ed, take uh, rest breaks every couple of hours Because dozy drivers die As all the uh, public service announcements say in Australia <laughs> And you could get out in a lay-by and do star jumps by your car for five minutes
2: I think it's really important, actually If you're a trucker if you're driving a lot, to do that kind of thing. It's like people who do the uh, exercise on airplanes, you know, when they're sitting in their seat for too yeah.
0: long. What happened about that? Because I remember 10 years ago flying long haul, you were just bombarded with messages all the time about deep vein thrombosis. Yeah. And they had exercises come up on the big screen every half an hour. No one mentions it anymore
2: No I know And all the people that do This kind of constant Transatlantic flying Richard Mm. Branson Simon Cowell None of them ever say I've got a blood clot In my leg Do they ever
0: It's bad advert If you're Richard Branson Isn't it And you run an airway
2: (laughs) That's a good point actually. I hadn't really thought That one through It was Paris In
0: the spring of 1898 Two children Paddled gaily
2: in the Seine One giggled like a girl The other was a girl And their names were Olivier and Helen
0: Here's a question From Meredith from New Zealand Who says My little girl is three and a half months old so by my maths it's approximately a year since she was created this got me thinking about birthdays and how they relate to conception
2: most people actually work out what encounter it was that brought about the birth of their child I've been told numerous times by my father that I was Mm. conceived on the floor
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. I don't know and I hope I never know (laughs) she says answer me this globally is there any one day of the year with more births recorded than any other and if so, why?
2: Quite hard to get a global stat.
0: I've got a stat just from the people I know, and uh, the two biggest birthday days that I know of are the nineteenth and the twenty-seventh of November, and I am attributing that to Valentine's Day shagging.
2: Interesting, yeah, That, makes sense. Uh, that doesn't corroborate, I'm afraid, with the oh. uh, evidence that I have from the US. But, but of I've course, got a sample may be of
0: like ten people <laughs> uh,
2: in the US, where there has been a Harvard study into this. Uh, <laughs> they the... just go
0: around to people's bedrooms and uh, monitor them <laughs> Dirt uh, bags.
2: I, I presume not, Helen I presume mm. it's the maternity wards Apparently September the 16th is the most common birthday
0: Okay, so when does that... Is that New Year's Eve? or of
2: January? It's basically Christmas time It's like holiday season
0: I bet there are a lot of people who are conceived on 4th of July weekends as well And they've got birthdays in the spring
2: Yeah, well, what's weird is that there aren't that many births In kind of February-March time comparatively and What, you summer holiday think, births? Yeah, if you, you know, mm. if, you, if if... If people are as horny in the summer as they say they are you know, in the summertime when the weather is fine, it's all about everyone looking fine, everyone mm. wearing the short t-shirts yeah, but and the heat shorts. kills sperm yeah, well it could be something like that, or maybe it is that people are actually a bit hot to bonk
0: yeah, but then do you see a different pattern in the southern hemisphere?
2: Yes you do there is a difference between northern and southern Ooh. hemisphere and it's always around whatever is the cool holiday time is when people get it on
0: extraordinary, yeah. mm. I suppose they have to rub their bodies together to keep warm
2: yeah, well, it, it sounds ridiculous, but actually, it's a national trend. I guess that there's probably something in that. I know that uh, there is a birth boom at the moment.
0: Yeah, I heard that was because now that no one has any money, they just stay in and do it.
2: Which is just not true, is it? No, I, I can't believe that, especially... in our
0: lives. No, <laughs> we stay in and record podcasts,
2: <laughs> which is much the same in that fun. But also, I met a woman the other day whose mother is a midwife. And she said to me that um, not only are they expecting this uh, boom in babies to continue for the rest of the year because of the recession and because the weather's been so cold, but also because of Catherine and William's baby. Oh,
0: come on. I know, but it's true. Nonsense.
2: I know, because it's not the same, is it, as saying, oh, she got that hat from Reese, I'm going to buy the <laughs> same one. It's actually having a baby for the rest of your life, being responsible for a child, just because, a celebra- albeit a privileged celebrity who's the head of state one day, but nonetheless, a celebrity is having a baby.
0: Maybe that's why Kim Kardashian is pregnant. <laughs> it could be- but who are these weak minded people that do something as massive as conceived just because just because they're all family and also those people they would if anything put me off the sexual act (laughs) just neither of them are sexy at all Kate and Catherine's quite she's not sexy she's cute she's ornamental yes sexy no
2: sexy no no no
0: (laughs) (laughs) how did that song go is Kate Middleton sexy no 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 is she cute yes but no I believe
2: did you see the photos did you see the naked photos no, I didn't Because I, did, I just couldn't help looking
0: Well, even if you didn't want to see them <laughs> I didn't they want were to there. see them I, I saw I, them, I, I, I don't care I,
2: I, didn't, I didn't agree with the ethics that had taken them And no. yet where were they taken on the beach? No. no, she was in a private house Like
0: a mile away from where holiday. the photographer was
2: I had to look almost yeah. from a sort of journalistic point of view yes. I felt like I needed to know but yeah. I didn't really.
1: I think that's really pathetic, like, to, to get that. I am pathetic, Martin. No, no, no I do not mean you having seen it. I mean, I, I appreciate there's media saturation. I managed to avoid it. But, you know, the act of getting prudent enjoyment out of what's essentially a sort of fuzzy blob blown up by a, by a Zoom link.
2: But it's the forbidden fruit, isn't it? It's because you, out of all the people on Earth, you know that that's the person who really wouldn't want their naked photo circulated. And also, the, the thing that made me feel guilty about it was precisely that. It was the same with the Talisa sex video, which I also saw. It was the fact that she'd come out publicly and said, you know, I feel really humiliated by this, I'm embarrassed by this, I wish it never been made public... Uh, and you thought <laughs> yes No I didn't I just thought well I have to see that There's a Talisa Sex video out there I haven't and seen it Because
0: oh. I'm not interested in her work Of but, any kind
2: <laughs> It's very different to her work with n <laughs> <laughs> And
0: there's only one other bloke in it <laughs> One of the Les Miserables premieres in December Anne Hathaway was photographed getting out of a car Flashing her minge
2: Right when you say flashing her minge Accidental upskirt She didn't turn up at the premiere saying, hey, guys.
0: Yeah. She spoke afterwards on a talk show about how humiliating it was and how awful that a photographer would see that and not delete it and would sell it instead of protecting her privacy. And I was like, well, you know that this happens because you're a celebrity. Why don't you just wear pants? It's not that hard. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think it's completely unacceptable, but at the same time, yes. If you knew that it happened, you'd take safeguards. Also, I assume there was nothing unusual about it, really.
0: She had a swastika on there
2: (laughs) There is something different with tits Which is that you're not quite sure the exact shape The size of the nipples and everything else Do
0: you want to put your face between them and go (laughs) (laughs)
2: Exactly, there is a gradient Important to know Um, (laughs) Anyway, good luck to you, princess
0: Good luck to all of you uh, idiots out there Who are boning like mad Just because Kate and Wills have obviously done it at least once I
2: don't think it's as straightforward as that I don't think it's, oh they're having a baby So we should have a baby, let's copy everything they do I think it's just that because they're having a baby Naturally all the women's magazines and stuff Start doing baby, features baby, about babies baby. Just as like when they got married They started doing yeah. features about what going to wear What wedding dress is it And that um, plants ideas. Yeah. is.
0: We, we ladies our ovaries pick up their ears and go Baby <laughs> What I wondered is How many tests would they have submitted Kate Middleton to Before the engagement was announced Just to check that she was capable of bearing children mm. Because presumably if she wasn't There was no way they were going to let them marry
2: do, do you honestly think that happens behind the scenes And by mm. the way I do yeah. But yeah. Do you honestly do as yeah. well I mean it's it, there's something that the public would be quite scandalized by if that actually came out and turned out to be true but well, and yet you have to think you know it's same shit different day isn't it in the royal household nothing really changes the most important thing is the lineage
0: the whole purpose of her is, is wa- to
2: give babies yeah waving yeah. and
0: produce heirs so i just don't think they would have allowed it to go ahead have
2: taken the chance, so yeah. that would
0: have been the scandal if wills had had to break up with her because she had a non functioning womb
2: see that would be an interesting story i don't think he would though he's too nice
0: yeah but he's he's just a cog in a massive machine and Mm. do cogs get to think independently no Mm. well that brings us jogging to the end of the first episode of this year not
2: jogging Helen it's been a delightful sprint
0: well that leaves us with a stitch in our (laughs) sides and just panting for you to send us questions for the year's answer me this yes please yeah you've got them all bottled up after Christmas
2: that's right so give that bottle a shake and let the fizz pour out all over our email phone and Skype the details for which can be found on our website Answer me
1: slash I feel a bit sick.
0: And also on that website, you can find uh, episodes one to one hundred and twenty and our apps and our albums.
1: There's some merch with my face on that as well, just a notebook at the moment. Yeah, there is but we name. should get put on some pants or something.
0: No, I think that's too much. It's a the future, wants. isn't it? Yeah. 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 If you want Martin the Soundman pants, let us know and we'll see if uh, they can <laughs> be put into production. See if Urban Outfitters will sell them. <laughs> uh, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye.